The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My gosh. Here we go. This is it. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just another day. It's just another day in paradise. Welcome. To the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from right here in the Impact Power Sports studio. So glad you are joining me, joining us today on this. The, uh, what's well, kind of weird, you know, it's it, Christmas lines up on a Monday, but I feel like today is Christmas Eve because, you know, you're like looking forward to the whole weekend. Oh my God. Right off the jump, Ben Glaze is in here. The immortal Ben Glaze. Whose usual shy self sauntered in to the Beltline bar last night. We got Ben out in the wild. He sauntered in his trademark hoodie and ball cap on. A table full of people. There must have been like 15 to 20 of us there after the great food giveaway. And Ben, it's like if he could have made a sound then when he walked in and saw those people who were going, Ben, oh my God. And they're like clapping for him. In my brain, Ben was going, people, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I'm shy. Holy fuck. He's sad as I go, Ben, have a seat. Where do I sit? Well, there's 10 open chairs. Pick one, fuck face. Ah. Oh. And uh, just all of these fantastic people. There, there's Mandy. Mandy is in the chat. Mandy, of course, I believe is, I believe Mandy is the one from uh, uh, the lovely lady from uh, Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance, who was there with us giving out pet food yesterday at the Great Food Giveaway. I tell you what, what a bunch. It just comes together, and uh, we were just so happy to be doing it. It's a damn good thing that the ladies from Irvine's uh, have their ducks in a row, Megan and Jamie, because they actually had, like... um for all these cars that were lined up like an order form for feminine care products. So it said at the top of this, you give them a sheet of paper. Like there's a line of cars. All right. Tell us what your order is. Vehicle make and model. And then you like, okay, I need these, these, and these, and then that's it. We have, uh, it's all like runners are running back and forth to cars. Hurricane Ashley. And, uh, her boyfriend, Tim, friend of the show, Tim, Tim, the ref. And I'll tell you what, it was just, a, it was just seriously an army of volunteers that made it all happen. 
I, I'm kind of all over the place right now. I'm, I'm in the uh, afterglow phase of that terrific event. I will tell you this. We're going to have to up our game. It's all weird because last year we had 200 meals to give away and then slinging them out was hindered A, by a snowstorm and B, well, it's not that we didn't have publicity, but last year we didn't have the publicity that we had this year. This year, thanks to Fox 17 and all of you promoting it on your personal Facebook pages and then our friends over at... um, Public Radio, Dave, Mediocrity Dave, Public Radio Dave, and Shelly Irwin. We had an idea that it was going to be very, very busy. And our weather was great. That's absolutely true, Sarah. Um, and, you know, we had an idea because we had gotten people reaching out during the week, random calls. Hey, is this where the food is going to be given away? Calls to Irvine's emails coming in we had a total of three homeward bound homebound people who couldn't get out those meals were delivered and by the time i got there at like 10 after two mike ball what a genius he is fantastic uh he and the crew were busy boxing up the food and there was probably 15 cars deep maybe 20 cars deep up and down the side street Stafford in the center of Grand Rapids. I'm like, oh boy. Some of those people had been there as early as like 1.15 in the, in the afternoon to get the meal. And I go, boy, I, I really hate to uh, make them wait, but it's only just barely after 2 p.m. So I walked up to every single car and I said, so just so you know, uh, we're going to get started closer to 3 p.m. Uh, we just want to keep this, uh, you know, because that's what we told people. It'd be a bummer if we gave away two-thirds of the food and it's only 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh, but they came uh, from far away and loaded up. Now, we had so much activity. Okay. Hold on a second here. I just got a text. I have to answer this. All right. Sorry. We had um, our crew at the corner of Stafford and 44th. And it got to a point where it was pointless to try to direct people towards us who had no idea what was going on. Hey, free food and anybody can just, I mean, that's the way we've done it in the past. And that's been a key in the past. This year, standing at the corner was not necessary. In fact, it turned, it came out to bite us in the ass because, you know, there were people still driving over who knew about the event. We're like, oh God, I got to go get the free food. I'm dependent on it or the free dog food or the free feminine products. And because we had our crew at the corner waving them in, you know, you got people who they don't have any idea about this. They're just going to go get the free food, which is fine. It's totally fine. I get it. 
But we ended up pulling back our crew from the corner and say, hey, come on in. It's probably better if we not have anyone at the corner. It's actually a hindrance at this point. That's how busy we were. To be at the corner was, I hate to say it, but, you know, almost like um, not only clogging up the line, but there were people who were like, oh, my God, I really need this, who've been waiting like two weeks to get after it. So we pulled them back. We don't need it. That's how busy it was. We were done giving out the food by 3.30 in the afternoon. In fact, <clears throat> um, yeah, that's what Sarah says. Yep, we did not need to work the corner. I'm glad you came back. That would have been a bummer if you stayed out there uh, directing people over to us. Um, we went ahead and it was, it was, I was actually talking to the cars in the line and, um, uh, what do you call it? Megan came up to me. She goes, all right, this car right here is our last car. She points it to me and I go, okay. So then I went up to the car behind that and I had to break the news to these people. I go, Hey, um, Plenty of pet food if you need it. Plenty of feminine products. But the car in front of us is our last car. That is, we're, we're, we're out of food. And this poor thing. And I was like, oh, no. And they, it, I mean, I was, it was rough. It was a bad, it was a bad, uh, bad deal right there. And um, the lady next to her. So it was an elderly lady driving and a younger lady next to her. I'm assuming mother, daughter. And daughter looks at me. And I had a feeling she was thinking I was a white devil. Because they were 100% black. And she said, you gave away 100 meals. That's 100 meals are gone right there. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, no. She thinks I'm a, a racist. She thinks I'm some kind of, it, there's some kind of plot going on. And I'm like, oh, fucking shit. I go, yes, ma'am. There, there is no more food. And I, so I thought she was going to fucking shoot me or strangle me or something. I go, yeah, yeah, yep. Um, Megan says, I know exactly who you're talking about. They were sweet and we gave them tons of pads and ponds. I'm so glad that they lightened the mood because I thought they were going to kick my ass. I was just, yes, mammy, no, mammy, the whole way, you know? Mandy says, I know that car too. Such nice ladies, all smiles from that car. Well, good for you because they wanted to beat the fuck out of me, especially a young one in the passenger seat. Like, oh my God. All right, so then despite having to break that news to every car behind her, everybody took it well, you know? Everybody did okay. Some people got out of the line. There's one lady, because the line was back probably um, from the intersection of Stafford and 44th, about a half mile. And there was a lady there, and I... Uh, I said, so, and I started explaining to you, you know, do you want one of these, do you want some free tampons or whatever? And she goes, I just want to make a right on 44th street. I go, oh, well, you're in line for a food drive. 
you can get out of the line and just go up to the light and make it right. And she goes, thank you. I was like, oh my God. I guess that's possible. There is a business down the street there. I'm not going to say which one for our friends at Irvine's. They were not happy at all that there was cars like in front of the building. Some guy is like in front uh, of the building and he's waiting for the food. And like the people that run that business came out and actually had the nerve to say to the guy, Hey, you can't be here. This guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I can't be here. Yeah, this is a business. And the guy goes, yeah, I know this is a road. What do you mean this is a business? Of course it's a fucking business. What? I, I didn't think it was a goddamn, uh, uh, I didn't think it was Disneyland, asshole. I know what it is. So this guy in the car is explaining to me how dude in the neighboring business was a total cock. I see Hurricane Ashley is in the chat. Um, I saw a different side of Ashley. I mean, she was like focused. She was in charge of uh, helping be the runner for the tampons and putting uh, product into bags and sending them along. And she was like focused and wasn't doing anything dumb. And I was like, what's going on with you? What happened? Did you take some ADHD medicine before this? Because you seem like you're actually a productive citizen at this point. I'm, I'm very, very impressed with this. My God. Uh, totally kidding. You were fantastic. So was everybody. Yeah, it's a fucking tampons. Hey. Oh my God, what are you doing? Look, look at this car, it fucking sucks. I love you, I feel so bad for you. You want something free? Oh my God. Hello, you're poor. Oh, fuck you, I love you. You want some free food? Fuck off. <sighs> Mandy says, oh my God, Ashley, she got her hustle on yesterday. Jumping hurdles over bags of dog food while she ran down the line. 10 out of 10. I got more than 2,000 steps within two hours. Fucking shit. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, and then her sweet boyfriend, Tim. Uh, jawline for days on that guy. How do, you, how do you keep him clothed? If I were you, I'd be ripping his clothes off every chance that I got. He's fantastic. Thank you to all the volunteers. We actually uh, gave Radio Voice Linda... And Amy, the uh, food to be delivered. Uh, that was that was awesome, fantastic. And then the um, the uh, meal after. God, I don't even know where to begin on all this. It's just kind of all plopping it on you, like, hey, here you go. This is what happened. Exceptional. All right. Um, what am I forgetting? Oh, I heard from Megan at uh, Irvine's today. And yeah, last year we went with 200 meals, less publicity, snowstorm. This year, great weather, more publicity. So the fact that we were out of food quickly. Um, we need to up our game. We're going back to 200 meals next year. Um, 
Hopefully we'll be able to get the same type of uh, media push on the event and um, do it up that way. Get more food out there. So, uh, again, I can't thank everyone enough for con- for contributing and for uh, volunteering and helping. Mike Ball, the special star on his, for- on his forehead, uh, picked up all of the food in a, in a ridiculously efficient way, boxed all the food. This guy gets work done. Okay? Absolutely incredible. Thank you. And then he had to be like someplace else afterwards. So he just peeled out of there with his trailer. And uh, we we still had some feminine products left over after the event. And so they will be donated accordingly. Uh, it was fantastic. I think we're finally, this is year four of this. Um, but this was the most streamlined, effective uh, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. But um, the when you're turning people away, that means a successful event has happened. Uh, Megan says, breaking news, Great Food Giveaway 5 will be on Thursday, December 19th, 2024. Okay. If you say so. Tim says, marking the calendar now. I'm just along for the ride. Honestly, it's you guys kind of doing this shit. I'm just the big mouth saying, hey, here we go. This is what's this is what's going on. Again, this event, you know, sometimes you hear people say, it's all because of you that we do this event. Really, that's no bullshit with me. Um, because had you not suggested to me uh, in December of 2020, when I was podcasting from a hotel room in Los Angeles after the kidney donation, had you not all said, yeah, let's do a food drive. Let's do a food drive. I'm kind of like, Oh God, they all want to do a food drive. Shit. Fuck. I don't, don't make me do stuff. I would not have done that. I would not have done that. And I said, my God, there with all of the immediate, um, response from people in the chat, you usual suspects, as I like to call you, had you not said anything, I wouldn't have said, well, we're going to do it. The only reason why I did it, total honesty, is because you all said you are doing it, and I'd be a real chump if I said, no, we're not going to have a food drive. Screw that. Talk about a reason to hate me. It's like, oh, fuck, I guess I'm doing a food drive. I sure hope you all don't say, hey, let's have a big gangbang. A charity orgy. My God. Afterwards, we went to this restaurant. I don't want to say which one. I already have in the past, but I don't know. I, I really want to talk about our server. This may have been the most interesting person I've ever been in the presence of without actually having a conversation with. I'm going to make some assumptions here. (laughs) I'm going to make some assumptions here about this server. Um, 
Dave says, I don't think I can promote an orgy on public radio. Ashley puts in all capital letters, let's have an orgy. Yeah, you know, that kind of is on brand. To me, you seem like the uh, like you would be an aggressive lover. I mean, not saying that, I mean, for Tim. Like, Tim strikes me as the type of guy that's like, oh my God, she's going to beat the shit out of me again. I don't know why. You just give me that vibe. You would probably be like the Miguel Cabrera of orgy participants. Mel- Miguel Cabrera in his prime. Uh, I think also a top-notch performer at the Eric Zancho podcast show Orgy would be Sarah Rukruk Roosh. She has a, uh, a lot of orgy energy, I'm thinking. She says, I'm too old for that. That is that is ridiculous. There is no way. I think you would be an all-star at the Eric Zancho podcast uh, Orgy. Ben says he'd be in for the show Orgy. We'd have to do a charity Orgy. Uh, PSN Bleach says what the Zaniacs wanted finally happens, and they aren't here. Don't a big black dick because I know you want to hear it. Um, some participants might be more in the watching mode. Others might be reluctant, reluctant participants. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's fun to talk about, but I don't think there's going to be an Eric Zane show podcast charity, uh, orgy. I think it's, I think it's getting a little bit too far off the beaten path, but as far as we can go concerning anything of genitals, is the giving away of female sanitation products. I I really don't think I could be on Fox 17 or uh, public radio with Dave talking about the charity orgy. But can you imagine if we lived in a country or a world where that wasn't so taboo? And, you know, when you go to the local uh, uh, restaurant, they have the bulletin board, you can hang up notices for like HVAC repair and home improvements and Charity events like the so-and-so chili cook-off, the cornhole tournament, and then uh, community orgy and bake sale. Dave says he can't effectively narrate an orgy with my boring voice. No, disagree. I think that's the right voice for an orgy. You have to go dulcet tones. Some call it boring. I don't. Dulcet tones is is the sign of effective news writing and um, uh, actuality reporting. Shauner guy says, "Imagine the smell! I might puke." All right. So afterwards, we're at this restaurant. And this server was so unique and interesting that the queen of the forest who's sitting next to me, she says, I got to know his story. I got to, I got to talk to him. I got to ask him. And I go, um, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, maybe uh, if you're, but I mean, this is the middle of the work day for this person. The server comes up and handsome man, perfect hair, um, kind of like a little bit of a, by the way, uh, O'Neill's having a dream right now. If you're wondering what he's doing, no, he's not having a seizure. He's having a dream that he's running or something. Um, young, in shape, petite, uh, very well put together. His very handsome eyes with long eyelashes. Why am I describing this person this way? I'm going somewhere with this. Relax. And then um, the voice is the most feminine lady voice you will ever hear. Not just like, like a like a dude who's gay, who's got gay voice going. No, it was a sweet, adorable lady voice. And so much so that I just wanted to watch the voice leaving the mouth and go, what the fuck am I is going on here? And then it occurs to me, this is where I started to assume. I assumed that this person was born female and is now male. So everyone there assumes that. All right. And we're kind of doing the math in our heads. And then I think it was Amanda who said, ah, what's your pronouns? Say, what are your pronouns? And he says, he, him. So, dude. Um, ben says, did Kyle Ryan hit on him? Kyle says, he's not my type. Megan says, I did not assume. I think... This person is rocking his tight jeans and living his best life. I don't know. I just assumed as soon as I heard the voice, you have to, you had to assume that. How could you not? I mean, it was the sweetest female voice you've ever heard in a weird way. This was an extremely attractive at the same time, male and female person. I mean, it might have been a unicorn transgender person. And in addition to the voice sounding 1 million percent lady, Megan says beautiful eyelashes. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I wanted to like have sex with the boy parts and girl parts at the same time. It was remarkable. Probably the most attractive person in the uh, uh, LGBTQ plus community to ever exist. So, and then not only the voice, but uh, you know how like when a chick will, um, she carries herself in a certain way, moves, kind of glides through the room quickly and effectively and efficiently, and then so nimble and tiny 
can kind of slide in between people. Here's your meal. And just in and out. She's just kind of like a little pixie. Or he's just like a little a little pixie. So the movements are very girly. The voice is very girly. The appearance, the outward appearance is dude. I mean, not even close. You know, occasionally you'll see um, a person who was a female and bec- and has, has become a dude. You can, you can figure it out. It's like, oh. But you would have had no idea that this was at one point a female. Now, these are all assumptions that I'm making because I was able to, Diana did not uh, go with the impulse of going up to this person and basically having this person give her entire resume, his entire resume on his life. I was like, uh, I don't know. Just let it be. Just let it be. Uh, he is in the middle of his work day. I mean, if you make him feel really, really good, there's still the sensibility of a female in there and he might burst into tears. You know how it is with chicks or former chicks. You know, you say even the, the half, the just a barely nice thing and they're going to, and, and typically with a person who's transgender, you know that there's a person in their life who's a fucking asshole who treats them poorly. But I think the queen of the forest was like, oh my God, I just got to know. I just got to know. I mean, my daughter is dating a nice boy that used to be a girl as well. And oh my God, I just, I just love you. I just love you so much. I just want to hug you. I think that this person uh, maybe would have been receptive to it. Maybe, but I, I don't know. I got the impression that Megan and I were both Kind of like, ah, you know, ah, just an uneventful day might be fantastic for this person. Okay. I don't know. Linda says he had more facial hair than cutie patootie. LOL. Amy says he was very friendly too. He called everyone sweetie or hun. He was adorable. Yeah. To me, that's fantastic. Having the, uh, if you're a transgender person. You know, I mean, you're you're kind of like um, you you have something like in this particular case, some of the outward mannerisms, the sound for sure, the gentleness, the I don't know, just some type of this like meticulous nature, um, of this of this individual. It was it was tremendous. Username one twenty nine eighty nine says you should have just asked to see his cock. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work it, uh, if that's going to work for us. Besides, I don't even know if that was what was down there. There could have been some procedure to make that no longer a thing. You be nice, though. You be nice, though. With a new person, it says username 12989, here to mix it up and cause trouble. You know, we can't let too much of that go. So you got the one out of your system. Congratulations. Welcome to you. Now make yourself at home and try not to be a fucking asshole. Megan says, Kevin and I were watching to see what was going to happen when Diana was going to have that conversation. Linda checks in. We should all plan on an outing to the Grand Rapids Gold Game on Friday, January 5th. I think Maureen and I will be there. Then Kyle 
So speaking of adorable, look at O'Neal. And absolutely, he's on his back. Speaking of living his best best uh, life, he is completely on his back, enjoying things. Welcome to the show. The show that's 36 minutes old. Uh, yeah, for a new guy who said you should have just asked to see his cock. Uh, that's a yellow. I gotta, I gotta give you a yellow on that. You get two, you get two yellows, then you get a red, and then that's gonna be it. So, you got it out of your system. You got the one yellow under your belt. It's Christmas. You gotta relax. All right. Uh, for folks who are enjoying the show on Facebook, X, and YouTube, have a great day. If you want the rest of the show, you can get it on Twitch. Download the Twitch app through the App Store or however you get your apps. Once it's there, there's a little uh, magnifying glass search function. All one word, Eric Zane Live. You can get the uh, audio podcast of this show whenever I uh, post it right after I get done with this on any platform i suggest apple podcast that to me is the best and subscribe rate and review please subscribe rate and review not to mention my patreon patreon.com slash eric zane new material on the patreon going up every single day stuff that on the free platform like twitch and uh apple podcast cannot bring you you have to sign up on patreon to get who are these zanes who are these free beers, which are review shows? Uh, and who are these Zanes who listen to old radio that I did uh, back years ago and just cringe? My God, Ben Glaze and myself do that show. We also have the re- the review show. Who are these free beers? Where we listen to current episodes of the Free Beer and Hot Wings show, and we review those. So that is on Patreon, and you can sign up for free for seven days. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com, slash Eric Zane. You do need to put in a payment form for that, but you can cancel it right after you sign up, and you still get the seven days free. You can do that once. If you say, well, you know what, Zane? Um, I'll try it for seven days, and then I'll decide if I cancel it. Uh, If you like it, just let it ride. It will roll for you and just charge you accordingly, either five or 10 bucks a month. Five bucks a month is all the audio. 10 bucks a month is all the audio, all the video, and the live streams. Set up for you, foolproof. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Thank you so much to them. It was a very, very busy day yesterday. So thankful that they are there. What a terrific partner on this show. Uh, You can help me by helping them. And when you need any type of vehicle maintenance done to keep your car running right, you take it to Irvine's. ERVines.com. ERVines.com. All makes and models, except Volkswagen, I'm told. They also work on all EVs and hybrids. They are the experts. All of the dealerships uh, take cars that they can't fix to Irvine's. More information at ervines.com. While I'm at it, Frank Fuss is the licensed independent insurance agent slash broker for this show. You have to get insurance 
either life insurance or health insurance or car insurance or some type of insurance. And uh, I want you to reach out to Frank Fuss to help with that. Let's talk a little, uh, a little bit about health care. Your employer more than likely provides insurance for you. Uh, it's not that much to insure you through your employer, but you add your family to the policy and they're taking a pretty good chunk out of your check every week or two to pay for the premium, the monthly premium. New this year, healthcare.gov is allowing people like you and I, well, more like you because I don't have an employer. Um, I'm the employer. Let's say you take advantage of your insurance with your employer. But when it comes to the family plan for the first year ever, you have the luxury of getting their policy different than the one your boss is giving you on healthcare.gov. That is the open market, which, uh, which gives you access to many, many choices for your family. Uh, better insurance if you want it. Uh, sometimes the boss's insurance might be a little like, God damn, every year I get less and less. My deductible goes up. My prescription costs go up. My premium goes up. What the hell? And I'm getting less. Um, yeah, kind of, sometimes you're at the mercy of the boss. Not so when you get a policy through healthcare.gov. And then you're like, well, yeah, but how much is that policy going to cost each month? Well, if you had to pay for it all, you would pay more. Like right now, my policy is $2,000 a month to insure myself, uh, Pooh Bear, and Madison. However, I only pay just south of 600 because the government gives me the rest. <laughs> that is the healthcare.gov uh, tax subsidy that comes your way. You're like, how do I take advantage of this? Well, you call Frank and he finds out if you qualify. If you don't, you're better off getting the insurance from uh, your employer. But your family may qualify for this. And if that's the case, you don't have to pay back that subsidy at the end of the year. I don't give a shit what any asshole tells you. Obamacare rules. It has kept this family uh, properly insured for five years now. I swear by it. I talk with the Gins, my tax guy. He goes, I hate it. Like, what do you mean you fucking hate it? What are you talking about? No, no, it's a pain in the ass for me. And I, I don't give a shit about you. It's great for me. Uh, reach out to Frank and he will figure out how it works for you. Go to buy, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com for more information. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Side note about Patreon. Aram, who is here, feeling a little less snarky than he was yesterday. He got two yellows and a red. He was communicating with Jimmy in Portland, Maine. 
He writes, Jimmy and I communicated last night. He has another movie he was going to present if we had Ben and Eric. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, give me that shit. Then Aram suggests that if you sign up new to Patreon for the $10 a month Patreon, go back to December 15th, 2022 and watch the film Blood Moon. Jimmy made this intense horror movie. And that is on Patreon. You must see that thing. Ben Glaze, his rowdy ass, uh, back to a normal day after he completely, oh my God, he was lightning in a bottle last night at uh, the Beltline Bar. I mean, he was holding court, staring at his phone. Uh, Matteo is here. He says, hola, y'all. Matteo? I get it wrong every time. Is Ma- Matteo's the right one, right? Ben writes, if you're not on the Patreon, you are an idiot. There's so much uh, bonus content to fill your boring ass day. Get the fuck on there. That's very aggressive to hear coming out of you, Ben. I I, I, I don't, didn't see that that coming. Matteo is not right. It's Mateo. How come I can't keep that straight? Can anybody help me with that? What can I do to remember? Not Matteo. Mateo. Who, yeah, no one would say Matteo. What a dick. Aram says, hey, Ben, what does he mean staring at his phone? Okay, let me explain it to you. There's 20 people surrounding Ben at a table. Everyone's laughing, talking, singing Christmas carols, the spirit of the season, sharing fellowship. We've got this uh, 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 man who talks like a chick daintily serving food. And Ben's like this. (laughs) People (laughs) looking at his phone. Looking straight down. Maybe if I look at my phone, they won't notice him here. Like, what are you doing? Stick your finger in some people. Do something. I love him. I love him forever. By the way, hey, guess who got to save the date? That's right. This guy. Save the date. Came in the mail. Holy shit. Ben says, I'm shy. Yeah, I know. But shy people are the worst. I just want to punch shy people right in the face. Just pull the emotion right out of them. Here you go. Whammo. I don't know where to go with shy guy. You know, I mean, you, you come, you, just, you start having a conversation, and then it's just like, ah, fuck, I don't know, just too much work. Probably because I'm the exact opposite of shy. Um, when it comes to the guy's name, Mateo. 
Uh, Ashley says, it's Mexican, you dick. Uh, also good to point out, fair to point out, probably something I shouldn't forget. The emergence of another star. Ashley says, dumpster diver was there. That would be Kyle from dumpster divers. He actually showed up to say hello. People went crazy throwing their underwear at him. It was fantastic. Uh, Aram says, Shauner says, I volunteer as tribute for the finger part. Aram says, I thought Eric would be the best man. Well, you see, you're always like uh, three steps ahead. First of all, I don't, you can't make Ben, it's probably not a good idea to get Ben all rattled. Just relax. Maybe he is thinking that. But we still have time, so just chill out. Can't drop the E says, this is the one day a year that I won't shit on free beer and hot wings. Eric, please tell me that holiday break-ins aren't fake too. Kenny says, I used to be shy. Then I started talking too much. Aram says, invite Freebeer to the wedding and put him at Eric's table. No, Ben's in trouble with Freebeer. He always gets lectured. Occasionally, Ben will get a phone call from Freebeer scolding him. Ben says to Kent that holiday break-ins are mostly fake. Um, I cannot, I can't support that. <laughs> no, they are not mostly fake. I will say that when we were doing them, I never once was moved to any type of emotion like Greg does. And the reason why is because even though this is a great thing, the way they do it is too fucked up. All right. Um, because here, here's my problem with the holiday break-ins. It's strange to me that when they tell the story, they've taken like a family, let's say it's a family, a husband and wife and three kids. And, um, they're in a bad spot. And then rather than just tell what exactly has happened, they protect the identity too much. And the person who's doing the break in then writes a story about them, about what happened to put them into this spot. And it's a written story. And they change details and important things to make it a sad story. But you're, they're reading a story with a lot of the details changed. Already a sad story, but I think, I don't know why it was always the way we did it where you have to change the story. It's like, why? What? They don't give a shit. Just say it's a, the fucking husband left home or the husband's dead or the, or the wife did this or 
the kids uh, are uh, have birth defects. Just fucking say it. Say the goddamn story. And then they read it. So the person who's reading the story has written the story. Which is fucking ridiculous. So yes, you do have a person who has a horrible situation that you really don't know what it is. That is having a story written and read on the radio. So knowing that it's that part is not reality. I never, ever was moved to anything emotional with those stories. Now, had it actually been the truth, the actual story, that would be weird. Or, I mean, if it were the actual story, then I would have actually have shown some emotion. But I know it's embellished completely, 100%. To quote-unquote protect the identity, it's like, no, you're, you're doing too much. You don't have to protect the identity. You don't have to say their names, but... Give the scenario. Tell them what happened. God damn. Uh, Kenny says, don't forget how Greg would always sniff extra right into the mic and act like he's trying, but then commercial break and he's totally fine. Oh, that's 1 million percent true. That part is probably the absolute worst. I'm in that room. This is my face. As I'm hearing Joe read some fucking tale that he wrote. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. okay, wow, go get him. Yes. And then I look over and (laughs) it's like me yesterday when I was talking about Ken dying. My God. Uh, Aram says, did Freebird and Wings talk anymore about their new uh, person? I think you're writing person. They are giving a microphone. I guess there's yet another person. Yeah, that's what they need. More people on that show. Um, Bulls on Parade says, I'm sure Freebird's tears are fake. Oh, they absolutely are. And he's the only one that cries. Everybody else in the room is like, oh, my God. Well, we're just glad to help. And Greg's like, oh, my God. And then they turn off the mic. All right, let's eat. All right. Mateo says they always made it about them by how much they said this isn't about us. Sean says we need some fresh gaslighting. Oh my God. The gaslight king. The burn king. The gaslight king. I wonder how awkward it is, Kenny writes, for the people who get their stories changed and altered so much. Did they ever consider that? Yeah, I I was never a fan of the altering. It's kind of fucked up in my opinion. And one of the things I never understood was um, there's only like two radio stations that participate in the damn thing. Um, And one of the things we did was we talked about um, 
You know, you can't really have any sponsors on it. And then um, I turned on the radio and they're like, all right, it's the holiday break in brought to you by Sarah Honda Granville. And I was like, well, okay. I don't have a problem with that, but that is the opposite of what you said you were doing. Um, I mean, if I were doing it, I absolutely, sometimes that's just what you need to do to make the world go round is, is get the help from the sponsor and they have to be mentioned, but you can't in one breath say, yeah, no sponsors. This is brought to you by Sarah Honda Granville. You can't do that. You have, I mean, how does that make them feel? First of all, these people are giving you a fucking bunch of money and, and here you are saying, yeah, no sponsors. Here's Sarah Honda Granville. You fucking idiots. Again, everything they do is fucked up and convoluted. It's horrible decision-making there. And then the Nashville station was always like, all right, we got 35 sponsors we have to thank. We made $90,000 per hour on this promotion. And they, they gave somebody a fucking slinky and a fake Christmas tree. Jesus. All right. Well, anyway, that is today's the day of the crocodile tears. In the end, it's still good. There are a lot of people who benefit uh, individuals. And uh, so that that's wonderful. Uh, you get a handful of people in the area that get toys and, and clothes and things like that. Or maybe like a, I don't know, used car. But, uh. Mateo says, did you just kiss the mic? I do that all the time. I move the mic with my face. If you watch the show long enough, you'll see me move the mic with my head. Just depending on where my face is. All right. That's enough tearing down my uh, lifelong adversaries. It wouldn't be the holiday season if I didn't say fuck you to free beer and hot wings. All right. Um, I wanted to mention Joe Martinez of A&E Heating and Cooling, and I got off on a tangent. I was still doing my sponsors. Uh, Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Just in time for the holidays, a $1,000 deductible for Senor Martinez. He's like, easy. I just sent you that bill for the furnace. Can you pay it quicker? I got to I got to get some money for this van. Actually, uh Chris the Mexican's got to pay that off. Boy, that yesterday was the first day of the week that I did not have a run-in with Joe Martinez's new fucked up van, his work truck, the A&E heating and cooling van. If you see it around West Michigan today, it's white, brand new. And looks like a 1985. Because Chris, the Mexican, decided he wanted to cream a family of four right in the rear on 131 southbound. And um, now he's fucked because Joe said, all right, I'm not going to fire you, but you got to pay the $1,000 deductible dick face. And you have to put up with Eric Zane calling you... uh, a useless immigrant and uh, wanting to send you back to uh, south of El Paso. So 
you know, God damn it, get your ass in the Rio Grande and take a bath and uh, fucking wait for EZ to quit making fun of you. Son of a bitch. Joe got the estimate on the repair job. He just included the fact in the uh, in the chat. Grand total from the shop is seven large to repair that van. Oh my God. Oh, fuck. My God. <laughs> Question for you. Are you making Chris the Mexican pay it off like in installments? Are you working with him on the repair? I mean... Right now, the dust got to be starting to settle on the uh, on the deal. I hate to bring it all up, but um, I mean, you give the guy a thousand dollar bill on a deductible, that might that might set him back like uh, more than he can handle. Are you are you letting him break it up, or is it like no? Are you gonna uh, fucking Tony Soprano enforcing a Shylock? I need to know this. All right. Anyway, reach out to Joe, 616-516-8579. He says, nope. That means uh, pay me. Fuck you. Pay me. All right, fair enough. Um. Sean says five hundo and lose a kneecap. DTE has again extended the free furnace tune-up. It's essentially all winter now. It started out December 1, where Joe comes to your house after you set up the furnace tune-up. He tunes up the furnace, leaves, no money leaves your wallet. DTE pays Joe. Then that was extended to December 31. And then he just sent me that they extended it again. And of course, in true Joe fashion, he writes it this way. Yesterday at 11.04. Hey, yo, DTE extended the free tune-up. And I look at it and I go, motherfucker, when? What's the, well, you can take care of all this in one text. They extended the free tune-up till date. So I had to write back, "Uh uh-huh, till when? Three hours later, February 29. So there you go, 616-516-8579. Joe Martinez. Blue Chaos 24 on the chat throws into the mix about the uh, Joe Martinez incident with the van and Chris the Mexican. From a legal standpoint, that's an employer-absorbed cost. Illegal to collect for damages from an employee. Wow. I'm guessing that the response from Joe on that would be, 
Well, then fuck you. I would assume that that's going to be the route. <laughs> he says, we are Mexican. We can do anything. <laughs> it's true. Joe, by the way, your people are huddling at the border. It's bigger than ever now. There's so many of your sisters and brothers right at the border. And I don't know what they're doing there. I'll tell you what, if I'm coming from Mexico and I walk and I cross the Rio Grande, I go into the U.S. And then they say, all right, you got to wait here in this holding pen. I'm like, God damn it. I'm going back to Mexico. I can't handle this with the ADHD. I don't want to stand in this fucking uh, 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 pen with you assholes. Joe said, those are not my people. They're not Mexican. Whatever. It's all the same. That's a term for anyone coming into the U.S. from the southern border. If you have to walk through Mexico, you're a Mexican. That's the new rule in the world of Eric Zane. The second you step foot in Mexico, you are officially a Mexican. It's just easier to say. I know some are from uh, Honduras, some are from Guatemala, some are from whatever. Belize. Doesn't fucking matter. To the MAGA pieces of shit that live here, they're all Mexicans. And MAGA losers hate you. That's why Trump can't be in office. We need the single greatest workforce on the history of the planet in our country. I'm telling you, day one, Eric Zane Show presidency. Fuck the wall. I'm going to rip down all wall and build a fucking five-star hotel called Hotel Mexico. First come, first serve. You get a month. You come on in there. You stay there. We feed you. We fatten you up. Give you some hookers, some blows, some booze. And then there's uh, 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 employ- employers that are there. Hey, you an engineer. All right. We got you a job in Spokane. Off we go. Boom. Oh, my God. It would be, an, it would be a, a unprecedented welcoming to all the Mexicans to get their asses here and have... Uh, Land of the free, home of the brave, populate this place and turn it around. Can you imagine? I mean, like in World War II, when we turned on um, the industrial machine to destroy Japan and Germany, superpowers to fight wars on two fronts. The only way that that happened was when we turned on the industrial might of this country. All the dudes went off to fight. All the chicks went into the factories to make planes and tanks. And then before you know it, it's battle of Midway and we're fucking up the Japanese. Uh, The U.S. lost 300 planes today. 900 were built today. Oh my God. A Japanese like, oh, what the fuck have we done? Those fucking bitches made new planes. Oh shit. Jesus Christ. Sherman tanks are rolling off like fucking hotcakes. God damn it. 
We bring in all these Mexicans. The next time we start a war for no good reason, the Mexicans are going to make the goddamn tanks. Public Radio Dave says the hotel thing is actually a really good idea. No, yeah, and I, and I am serious about that. Build a residence, an enormous residence, at each border entry point. Come on in, get you situated, get you a meat, uh, cotton three, meat. Meals, shelter, live with your family, have employers there. You know, they're going to be then taken to different parts of the country uh, with their families, put up in homes till they find a place to live. Uh, Give them all the necessary documentation to become citizens so that since they're going to be hardworking Americans earning money, we take their money through taxation and boom, we're all happy. And then if any of these fucking whacked out MAGA pieces of shit get out of line, we just turn to the Mexicans to beat the fuck out of them. I want I want more Mexicans in my neighborhood. All right? That's what we need. Yeah, you're liberal, Eric. You're a liberal wacko. It's like, no way, man. It's about uh, uh, workers. These people work like fucking crazy. The Mexican day, uh, normal work day for the Mexican is like up at four uh, in bed at midnight. And all they do is fuck, eat, and work. You know, within six years, they've got 14 kids. And uh, the next thing you know, they got a fucking heating and cooling business. And then the guy who owns a heating and cooling business, uh, he gets pissed off because one of his workers smashed a truck. He goes, fuck you, pay me. Joe Martinez, who agrees with this sentiment, he says, that's what this country is about. But the Republicans are destroying America. It's absolutely true. This country was built on the principle of, uh, you know, the shit that it says in the Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired, your poor, your hungry. I'll put those fuckers to work. It says it right on the book she's holding. Give me your tired, your poor, your hungry. I'm going to give them clothes. I'm going to feed them and they're going to work their cocks off. That's a quote from the Statue of Liberty. It doesn't say fuck those people. They're criminals. I don't even give a shit if they are criminals. All right. That's my stance on immigration. People think I'm crazy with that, but I'm not. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. Either that or these people die at the border and we don't get great workers. Sorry. Rest in peace to your ears. I got to go tinkle. I'll be right back. Oh, we got a lean crowd here tonight. Uh, I see Mandy is still in attendance. Mandy from the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance. I think I need to uh, stop down and point out how amazing these folks are. So an organization like Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance, uh, they serve all wayward animals and families who have animals that might need some support, food, cat litter, stuff like that. You're, t- you're talking about a fantastic outreach program that has worked tirelessly for a long, long time. So lucky to have them at the Great Food Giveaway. Uh, Tanel 
who is one of the uh, uh, folks over there. Who, first, first person I started working with at um, uh, during the Great Food Giveaway. She says, thank you for putting uh, on the Great Food Giveaway every year and inviting Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance to distribute pet food. Big thanks to our team who all went to different locations to pick up food donations, shop for cat and food distribution, pet food to 117 families alongside Zane's team handing out holiday moods, uh, moods, meals. What? Collaboration to fight food insecurity for people and pets. I have a short little video of just uh, the level of outreach we had um, during the great food giveaway from the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance. Let's see here. Make sure I get this right. I feel like I'm a little slow today. Okay, here you go. Out of the line of cars that were there. 1,372 pounds of dog food distributed. 198 pounds of cat food. Big thanks to Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance team of Jess, Lee, Mandy, and Lisa. So that is fantastic. Thank you to them. If you never, you want to help these folks out, you can find them on Facebook, Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance. Uh, you just get an idea of their work when you see about like uh, pet adoption and things like that. They did uh, several programs during the holiday season and uh, it's all about working together. Oh, look at, there's the lovely and talented Megan. Oh my God. Hey, fantastic. So mom, where are you? I'm here. <laughs> Okay, so, all the boxes. so we are in the middle of preparing for Eric Zane's great food giveaway tomorrow. And I got to see if I can turn this around. Um, and Eric is awesome with all of his podcast listeners and raises money for um, Christmas dinners and ends up giving away 100 Christmas dinners. The Grand Rapids Pet Bull, Pit Bull, not Pet Bull, but that's a cute name too, um, is going to, <laughs> yeah, to be here tomorrow to give out... Um, 100 Christmas dinners and free dog food. And cat food. Mom just jumped in there. Thank you. Um, And something we thought of this year during this great food giveaway is that there's a really big need for um, women of feminine hygiene products. So not something you typically see when you walk into an auto repair shop is, you know, just hundreds of boxes of Tampax and... Um, pads and these boxes that just got dropped off by our very tired Amazon driver. Um, we have 26 boxes of um, donated pads and tampons from our awesome customers and also from Eric Zane's listeners who um, are going to be here tomorrow to help hand out these. Me- if Free Bear were doing this, he'd be going. Meals <laughs> <laughs> and. Hygiene products. Hello. Right. <laughs> Leave it right there. Um, uh, more on our, our pals at uh, Free Bear and Hot Wings. Just keep in mind that every tear shed 
is for a fake story. Now, if they if they were actually saying the real story, that would be appropriate. It's not appropriate if you're getting a made-up story. So just remember that. Every time you hear Greg go, it's he's just doing that. He's just doing it. There's not like he's not actually crying. Who the fuck just sits there and goes, oh my God, a fake story. I'm gonna cry. Asshole. Which my point is, there's no, you don't need to make the story fake. Who gives a shit about the identity? And besides, there's only going to be like three people that would actually know. And who cares if they know? These people just want love. They probably want their story out there. God damn. All right. Can we see Irvine's dog washing station? Oh, my God. She will never be able to live that down. Never. Next year, you can, says Rob. You know the date. Okay, so this is it. The plan at the easy household. You got Friday, you got Saturday, you got Sunday, and then Monday is the big day. I'm pretty sure I'm not podcasting Monday. I'll probably just have something ready to go. I for sure on Patreon will have another episode of something to listen to while I'm away. I've been publishing these something to listen to while I'm away episodes uh, for several months now in the event that I'm not here. I have in my back pocket a replacement show that I've been featuring. All right. It's a very talented crew of people. Well, at least one of them is very talented. The rest are kind of just there. And I feature these full shows. They range in length from three to four hours on Patreon only. They're actually old shows that have already happened in the past. And I've been releasing them in the order that they came out from my stash of archive material. So, on Monday, Christmas Day, a brand new edition, an old brand new edition of something to listen to while I'm away. I'll also have a Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast on the free platform for you. All right. Believe it or not, there's a ton of other stories to talk about. Um, the headline reads, Woman linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Begs judge not to give up her name. Um, of course, I don't know if you heard this story that more than 150 names are going to be released after the new year. A judge who has been supervising that case has said, yeah, it's about time to unseal this for the world to see. There's actually 170 names of people who would go to Epstein Island and then have sex with kids. Um, Now, over the years, we've heard about 
Bill Clinton, Bill Gates, Donald Trump. You've got pictures of these famous people with Epstein, with Ghislaine, news of them on his planes, news of them on the island, but we don't actually have imagery of any of these famous penises going into young people. Um, And I don't know, I think if we can actually get an image of Donald Trump's ding dong with an underage child, if it said Donald Trump had sex with this child, if it was written down in a ledger, like a madam's black book, that might sting a little. That might actually uh, hurt Trump. You, You might've actually been able to find something that, Trump is uh, not immune to. I just heard from uh, Nate in Kentucky, longtime listener and supporter of this show, and friend Nate, who, oh my God, I mean, the amount of times he said he loves Trump for all the stupid, crazy shit he says. He even said on this show yesterday that if word gets out that Trump was sleeping with kids, he would not support Trump anymore. And this is right after I said, there's got to be just a little bit in that rock head of yours of, 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 of common sense that could tell you that you can't, if this is the case. And he says, that will do it. Then he, I think that if Trump is one of the 170, you'll have a group of people who will say, well, that's just the mainstream media. They just called, that's a lie. It's just not true. These fucking idiots, you know? Um, others are saying, you know, who knows what's what that name is going to be. Virginia Jeffrey is one of the people who, she's 40 now. I mean, years ago, she was one of the trafficked young people uh, that was on the island having sex with Prince Andrew. Um. There are 170 people right now who leading up to this week's announcement that they were going to release the names January 20 on January one or right after the new year, who can you imagine the stress that they're going through and how effective that's going to, and, and how much torture that's going to be if they have to endure that. Ben Glaze says that would make me want to vote for Trump. You asshole. My God. Um, but yeah, there was a story in the uh, daily beast that it's now locked up. I can't see it because it needs a, a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, subscription women, li- wo- woman linked to Jeffrey Epstein begs judge not to give up her name. Some Jane Doe was like, please don't do it. Oh my God. I am so excited about that list though. I have never more been more excited for something so sinister. A list of people that had sex with kids. My God. Epstein killed himself in prison. Supposedly I added that in a cell in 2019, a month after he pleaded not guilty to an indictment on charges of sex trafficking and abusing dozens of minors between 02 and 05. His death came within 24 hours after the court granted the Miami Herald's motion to unseal the documents in Jufre's lawsuit against Maxwell. But that never happened until now. 
According to the indictment against him, Epstein paid his victims to recruit other young girls into a cycle of abuse carried out at his homes in Manhattan, Palm Beach, Florida, and other locations. Justice Department report released earlier this year, they found that the Federal Bureau of Prisons failed to adequately safeguard Epstein in part leading in the bevy of questions and conspiracy theories that swirled around his death. Although Epstein was found lying on the floor of the cell with a piece of cloth tied around his neck and in an apparent suicide, three weeks before he died, he was taken off suicide watch and left without a cellmate when he died. In 07, Epstein was sentenced to 13 months in custody in Florida after he pleaded guilty to state charges of soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution, but a non-prosecution agreement allowed him to spend most of it at his office in Palm Beach. So the idea is, as soon as it became apparent that these names were one day going to be released, Epstein was killed. I don't know if I believe that. That's a fun thing to conspire about, I guess. Who knows? Uh, All right. Meanwhile, Another bad Christmas for uh, an individual. Welcome to Wolverine Bronco, who just signed up for four months. Is now on a four-month streak, I should say. Thank you so much for signing up on Prime. Uh, You remember Rudy Giuliani? He whose hair dye would drip off the side of his face. The guy who called a press conference at the Four Seasons to defend Trump. And whoever booked the uh, press conference booked it at Four Seasons Landscaping. So they get the, the directions, they show up there, and this can't be right. This isn't the Four Seasons Hotel. It's a, it's a landscaping facility. Well, we promoted it. We got to do it. So they set up the stage at the Four Seasons Landscaping Facility. I forget where the fuck that was. I remember that there was a uh, an adult toy novelty store next to it. Where they sell porno and dildos. And I remember on this show, I called the guy who ran the place and talked to him. It was some dude, some immigrant guy. Blue State Rob suggests that Rudy Giuliani will be on that list. Well, I don't know if Rudy's going to be able to afford any Christmas presents. Um, Surrounding the election, he has been ordered to pay $150 million in a defamation lawsuit. Uh, Because of that, he has now filed for bankruptcy. Uh, He had to pay $150 million to two former Georgia election workers for defamation. So remember all that nonsense Uh, in Georgia, Trump saying, I just need this many votes. And he's on, he's on the hook for that shit now in Georgia. Um, He did something, said something Rudy did defaming them. Rudy listed debts between 100 million and $500 million. His assets total $10 million. Can you imagine having $10 million and you're such a fuck up that you're not even close to having the right amount of money you need to satisfy your debts because you're such a piece of shit? I mean, if somebody came up to you and gave you $10 million, somebody who 
works hard for every paycheck, might have a little bit in the bank for when you get old, maybe not, and someone gives you $10 million, if you're a guy who has enough uh, value that you can earn and have $10 million, but you're such a disgrace that you owe 100 to $500 million, you're a real fucking loser. What that means is there's a guy who exists in the world who's got $10 million and he's willing to trade places with any one of us right now. Think about that. Uh, The bankruptcy declaration is another setback for the former New York City mayor. Now, I mean, seriously, the best time in Rudy Giuliani's life, he he had to have been overjoyed when people flew airplanes into buildings because his approval rating was through the roof. And all he did, he was a fuck up then, but all he did was walk down the street and looked concerned. And everybody was like, there's America's mayor. He's America's mayor. We love Rudy Giuliani. Oh my God. I love him so much. And now he's a fucking loser. If the best part of your life is September 11th, 2001, you're pretty much a fucking disgrace. Uh, This is all stemming from when he was fuckface Trump's attorney for the 2020 election. He owes a million dollars in unpaid taxes. Hundreds of thousands, thousands to lawyers and accountants. He also lists pending lawsuits, three defamation cases over his statements uh, after the 2020 election that haven't yet gone to trial and could add to his debt if he's ordered to pay damages in those cases. So he's accusing people of crazy shit that didn't happen, you know? Um, let's see. The filing should be surprised to no one. Giuliani political advisor Ted Goodman said Thursday, no person could have reasonably believed that Mayor Rudy Giuliani would be able to pay such a high punitive amount. Chapter 11 will afford Mayor Giuliani the opportunity and time to pursue an appeal while providing transparency for his finances under the supervision of the bankruptcy court. My God. What a fucking loser. Um, Let's see. I'm not even sure if this article goes into what exactly he said or did to defame these people. U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell said in her order Wednesday that Giuliani had escaped revealing his worth by refusing to turn over evidence he had in the case before trial, never acknowledged previous court orders for him to reimburse the women for his attorney's fees, and repeatedly claimed he's broke and the verdict would severely hurt him. During the trial, Giuliani attorney Joseph Sibley said Freeman and Moss were asking for the civil equivalent of the death penalty. They're trying to end Mr. Giuliani. Look, Giuliani doesn't need to look any further uh, for the reason for his problems than the mirror. Giuliani may ask the bankruptcy court to excuse his debt to Moss and Freeman in the same way Alex Jones tried and failed to do so in his Sandy Hook defamation case. Yeah, that's right. I forgot the amount of money that, um, it was some incredible amount of money that Alex Jones has to pay back. And, uh, he tried to say, Oh, I'm bankrupt. And they said, fuck you. You still owe those people money. I don't think that, uh, I think 
you give yourself the best chance of actually being able to um, get away with it. But I just wonder about people like this. I mean, do they actually write a check at some point? What happens if they can't pay it? Like if Alex Jones can't pay the money or Rudy Yanni, uh, Rudy Yanni, Rudy Giuliani can't pay the money. What do you, what happens? Can they be imprisoned? Can they be fucking shot? I mean, wouldn't that be something if a piece of shit like Alex Jones or Rudy Giuliani says, all right, I can't pay. And then the court says, all right, uh, yes, you can. We're going to kill you and it's going to be pay-per-view and we're going to do the math. Uh, and we're going to price it accordingly because somebody's going to watch it. I wouldn't watch it, but somebody would. Let's say you get a hundred thousand people to see Alex Jones shot in the head. They figure out how much money it's going to cost per person in order to satisfy the debt to the victims. In this case, family members of deceased Sandy hook victims. All right. The average person is going to have to pay $299.99 based on how many people want to see it. And then you put him in the town square and you put a bullet in his fucking head. And then you take that money and you, you give it away to, uh, to the family. Here you go. Hey, I am a problem solver today. I have solved the border crisis. I have solved all these nonsensical legal wranglings when it comes to filing bankruptcy. Kyle says you have your assets seized, bank accounts garnished, basically pay your shit or you can't own anything. Yeah, exactly. Sean or guy says, tell me that's not political persecution. I won't. It is the good kind. He deserves that. That's like appropriate. That's what we need more of. On both sides. You're right. It is. And he set it up for himself. You know? I mean, for fuck's sake, if you do the shit that I... If if you pull the equivalent of that, you'd be punished. That's how it goes. Uh, Rudy couldn't quit the Orange Fuhrer. In all seriousness, Rudy is going to die penniless in a Georgia prison. Kyle says, ha ha, that dude is fucked. Public Radio Dave says he literally lived long enough to become the villain somehow. Blue State Rob says, notice Joe Biden isn't pardoning Hunter Biden. You know, at the end of the day, when it comes to like Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, that would be a big story of the indiscretions of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is 100% culpable and involved in all of this. He's lying. I guarantee you he had everything to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. Without a doubt. But at the end of the day, it's not fucked up enough. You know? Now, if we find out after January 1 
that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden double teamed a child on Epstein's Island. Yes. But what's going on with that shit? They're like, oh, what about Hunter? Yeah, who gives a shit? You got a drug-addicted guy who blew all his money. And the dad was in on it. So what? That would be an interesting story if we didn't have Trump. Okay? The Trump story is this big. The Biden story is this big. No one gives a fuck. That's the problem. That's why it's like, yeah, who cares? I don't give a shit. No one should give a shit. The only people who give a shit are Trump fucking fans who feel like, oh, it's not fair. Our guy's getting persecuted and their guy isn't. So what? Your guy tried to overthrow the country, you fucking asshole. Jesus Christ. At the end of the day, Joe Biden's bullshit is not nearly as stinky as Donald Trump's bullshit. Speaking of Joe Biden, the guy who was Bo Duke on the Dukes of Hazard, you know, I'm going to wait till I get into the story because I'm totally behind on my sponsorships and I only have a handful of minutes left on this show. Public Radio Dave writes, can't shake the devil's hand and say, just kidding. Uh, wait a minute. Is it Mateo or Matteo? Mateo. It's Mateo. Mateo says, F them Biden boys both. Blue State Rob said his son is the fall guy. I kind of wish Joe Biden would say, yeah, I did it. So what? Next. Jimmy says, whose cocaine was in the White House? Who cares? Who doesn't do cocaine? Wolverine Broncos says, stop talking rational. Aram says Trump did what all politicians try to do. What do you mean? Overthrow the government? What the fuck are you talking about? Public Radio Dave says, but Hillary's emails. Ah, who gives a shit about her emails? And Joe Martinez adds, to Madre is una puta. Uh, Kenny is in here, and I haven't really addressed the fact that during the... Uh, uh, meal yesterday at um, Beltline Bar. Amy got him on FaceTime. He's wearing a blue and white Santa hat. It says Titans across the front. And he's kind of like uh, hanging out with us virtually, enjoying the revelry. And, uh, you know, this is Maureen. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Ben. Kenny. Everybody's waving. And then it comes around to me and I'm like, fuck you. It's hilarious. He loved it. So he was there in spirit. Um, so glad you were there. I, I'm probably missing some key points from the, from the evening, but I, uh, that's normal for me to forget. Kenny says, I expected no less. Of course. 
Uh, T-shirts and merch at ericsaneshow.com. Get a mortgage from the Van Dyke, uh, I'm sorry, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. No matter where you are in the U.S., 231-332-6505, 231-332-6505. First mortgage, 10th mortgage, maybe you're getting money out of your home because of uh, you want to buy something. You got a high interest credit card bill or whatever. Uh, pay the 6.5% rather than the uh, 30% on your credit card bill. Interest rates are uh, headed downward this year. Thank God. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Come here. Come here. Come see me. You want to say anything, anybody? Don't lick the mic. Talk to him. Say something. Uh, There was a time when I'd hold her up to this and she would whine hilariously. Uh, The King's Room Barbershop. Three locations. Northland Drive. Caledonia. And at 821 36th Street in beautiful Wyoming, Michigan, next to the costume room. Guys get their hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. In the past, if you've gone to Sport Clips and ordered the Crons or perhaps Lady Jane's or, um, or Jude's, screw that shit and go to King's Room Barbershop. If it's good enough for the band Pop Evil, it's good enough for you. All dudes get their hair cut. At King's Room Barbershop. Haircuts are 19 bucks plus tip. Go to kingsroom.net for exact location and to see when your stylist is working. Please mention EZ when you do so. If one of the folks cutting your hair is either Andy or Colleen, those are the owners. Say hello to them and uh, for sure mention that I am there. Or that I uh, sent you. So thank you so much. Johnny B Zero says, I missed the first part of the show. The Great Food Giveaway is going to be 200 next year, 200 meals. That's the plan. There's no reason why we can't do that for the number of people that we turned away last year. So that's uh, in a last year we tried 200, but many factors slowed us down. We had difficulty giving all the food away. So I'm excited about that, which we would, we would have had enough money this year to buy all of that because it costs us like 2650 to, um, $2,650 to buy 100. We would have easily had enough for 200 meals, but I don't know if we would have had the amount of the extra amount of money for uh, tampons. So we'll figure that shit out. Blue state Rob writes, Pence had classified documents too. The differences Biden and Pence cooperated. Trump did not. Uh, that was in response to Sean, a guy saying, unfortunately, Hillary getting let off the, e- getting let off the emails as a president with Trump and Biden, both having classified documents. Yeah, but still that's a great point made by blue state. Rob, 
They said to Trump, or Biden and Pence, hey, you got him. They said, oops, you're right, we do. Let us get those to you right away. Trump is like, fuck you. I got him here in Mar-a-Lago. Stevie says we already have a planning group in place for great food giveaway five. You are awesome. Uh, you remember the show, The Dukes of Hazard? You had Bo and Luke Duke. John Schneider played, uh, I think, Bo. He does not like Joe Biden. Bo Duke was sitting around his uh, his house the other day, and there was a knock on the door. He opened the door, uh, and the Secret Service were there at his New Orleans home, John Schneider, because he uh, said that we need to hang Joe Biden. Yeah, if you publicly announce that the president needs to be hung or you're going to hang the president. This is always... Now, I'd, honestly, I don't know why that they even investigate people like John Schneider because, I mean, first of all, who pays attention to John Schneider? Him writing that will have no impact. In fact, if you're a supporter of Trump and uh, Bo Duke tells you to hang the president... You might even start hating Trump and vote for Biden if you have to listen to a loser like fucking John Schneider. What a what a fucked up scenario that is. The fact that that guy, for a period of time, was the biggest name in television when he was on the Dukes of Hazard because we were all stupid in our TV choices back then. Darla, no, 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 no. Stop that. And then since then... He's done nothing. The Secret Service is investigating a now-deleted social media post made by John Schneider. In a reply to President Biden's post on Wednesday, December 20th, Schneider said he should be publicly hung. The, tr- uh, the post that Biden made was Trump poses many threats to our country. The right to choose, which is true. I mean, he tried to overthrow an election. He tried to overthrow the country. Excuse me. Darla! Also, civil rights. Absolutely. He hates gay people and Mexicans. Voting rights. My God, he tried to overthrow the election again. And America's standing in the world. He said he loves Kim Jong-un and Putin. But the greatest threat he poses is to our democracy. If we lose that, we lose everything. And he's right. That is a that is an accurate tweet. I agree with what he said. The man who wrote it, Biden, is should not be president. But that doesn't mean I don't agree with what he's saying there. Unfortunately, he is the lesser of two shitty candidates. Schneider accused Biden of treason. Mr. President, I believe you are guilty of treason and should be publicly uh, hung. Your son, too. Your response is dot, dot, dot. Sincerely, John Schneider. 
Schneider looks good, though, for an old dude. He still looks like he's playing the part of, like, Bo Duke. Cole says, are you telling me the guy that drove the General Lee with a Confederate flag on the top doesn't like Joe Biden? Sean or guy, well, Blue State Rob says, hey, Sean or guy, in terms of law, it's a violation of the Presidential Records Act. You are talking about obstruction of justice when you are investigated for having the documents, two different things. We're talking about something else. Sean or guy says, yeah, well, Rob, Biden, Pence, and Hillary were never president. Biden, Pence, and Hillary were never president. I don't know if that's right. I'm saying charge them all for the classified documents or don't charge anyone. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, Trump did kind of like hang on to him, right? That, that, that stands for something. Uh, John Schneider finished second on the masked singer. Why are you watching that shit? The masked singer. You know that when they're in the suit, they're not really singing, right? They're just standing there with the mask on, waving their arms. The music has already been recorded. They're not actually singing with the mask on. All right. Sean and Blue State Rob are going at it. Look, you idiots, listen to me. I don't give a shit about documents. The documents don't matter. The fact of the matter is, all that matters is Trump tried to overthrow the government, so Trump's crimes trump everyone else's crimes. Nothing else matters. Lock him up, and the rest will sort itself out. What he did has more impact than anyone else. Those crimes are worse. What Trump has done is a million times worse than anyone else combined. Quit fucking kidding yourself that there's anything different happening. Trump's the only one who deserves prison. And God willing, He'll get it. You can't say, oh, well, if we're going to lock Trump up for trying to overthrow the government, we need to lock Joe Biden up for being on Hunter's business dealings. It's not the same thing. If Biden tried to overthrow the government, then yes, then we have apples to apples, moron. God damn. Who gives a shit about anybody else? The, the big fish is Trump. That's all that matters. He's a goddamn psychopath. Forget the fact that he's a fascist, right? Come on, guys. Somewhere in your pea brains. Again, that's what I said to Nate Bull the other day. There's got to be some clarity, some nugget of wisdom that's dying to get out of your rock cement head. Somewhere in there, it has to be tapped and it wants out. That's what needs to happen. Otherwise, you're spinning your wheels and you're going to be a degenerate butt fuck for your whole life. 
All right. Johnny B zero says Biden needs to disclose the UAP and NHIs. I don't know what any of that means that they're covering up and I'll restore faith in him. No, fuck Biden too. He's an absolute piece of shit. Nothing's going to change with him. All right. But Trump's worse. Trump is worse. You cannot have him in office. And the thing is, he's probably going to win again. Am I scared of that? No, of course not. I don't like the people that like Trump. I think that's more of a threat to the world. Frankly, if Trump wins again, I think the United States is safer. Okay, because the MAGA shits are then appeased. They're quieter. And you don't like them loud. If he loses, then, you know, you've got homegrown terrorism, uh, uh, gay people getting assaulted on the street, these crazy fucks driving their big fucking trucks with too many flags and truck nuts acting like assholes, uh, gay pride parades being uh, shot up. That's what I mean by safer. I'm not meaning like Trump's going to keep us safe. I'm meaning that the fucking shitheads who support Trump are then appeased. They're less, they're uh, less aggressive. But if Trump loses, these maniacs are going to roam the streets. You watch. Public Radio Dave says Trump is the problem and the people who believe in him are the danger, is what I think he means to say. This is true. Well, anyway, fuckface John Schneider, nobody gives a shit about. Uh, he says that we should hang Trump. Secret Service is aware of these comments made by Schneider. And as a matter of practice, we do not comment on matters involving protective intelligence. We can say, however, that the Secret Service investigates all threats related to our protectees. We could do a stunt on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Everybody has to make a threat and who gets... No, all you MAGA dumbasses have to make a threat. Whoever gets the call from the Secret Service first with documentation and proof of gets the prize of like $25 or something. I have an update on New York Jets mob quarterback Tommy DeVito. This is the shitty quarterback who somehow has performed well enough to win a couple of games and be like the darling of New York. The New York football giants are so shitty that they bring in this quarterback who's an undrafted free agent who sucks and he happens to do okay and everybody falls in love with him because he lives with his mom and dad in New Jersey. He's Italian and 99% of the population in that part of the country is Italian. So everybody loves the guy. He has this jackass Goomba lawyer who said, uh, hey, yo, uh, you want Tommy? You come to your card show. And uh, Tommy Cutlass says, yeah, hey, I'm going to show up at the, uh, or it was, a, it was a pizzeria. I'll be at the pizzeria. Uh, uh, give me $10,000. I'll sign autographs for two hours. Oh, hey, yo, the done deal, yo. And then like uh, the next day, the stupid Goomba lawyer calls the pizza joint up and says, hey, yo, uh, Tommy's not going to be there for 10000 Yo, you got to give him uh, 20 yo. $20,000 what I said. No, you said 10000 I have it in the uh, in the email transaction, uh, the, the conversation. Yo, well, you take it or leave it, yo. 20 grand, 20 lodge for Tommy Cutlets. So 
Then he got a whole fucking shitstorm thrown at him, Tommy Cutlets, because his stupid idiot lawyer uh, agent was being a cock. This dick right here. You know you're a fucking imbecile if your lawyer looks like this and you say, this is my guy. I love him. This is who I want to represent me. This piece of shit. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? He looks like an extra in the HBO series Boardwalk Empire. Great series, by the way. Well, Tommy Cutlets uh, made good on it. He went to the pizza joint and uh, he took the deal because it was canceled. This is the pizza owner right here. There's Tommy Tommy Cutlets with his three fans. This is the owner of the place making a root beer float or some shit. Like anybody gives a shit. You know your star has fallen if you're Tommy DeVito and all this shit happened. And then you agree to it, and then now it's all fucked up. There's only three people there. Hey, yo, it's delicious. Yeah, this is the last time you'll ever see this guy. So I guess he uh, he changed his mind and agreed to um, Darren Ravel, who's the one who uh, mentioned this last time. Tommy DeVito showed up on his own this afternoon and received no money. Coniglio's Pizza. Making sodas the old-fashioned way with owner Nino Coniglio. So because of this stupid Goomba lawyer, what started as $10,000... And uh, fans happy and all these, because, you know, these stupid Giants fans. I mean, these are dumb people. I I lived in New Jersey. This is full of dipshits, especially down where I lived, just north of the Pinelands. I mean, the extra chromosomes through the roof. Everybody there is stupid, except for listeners of this show, like Blue State Rob, Laura, and I can't remember who else. Who else is from New Jersey? You know I'm on at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to my career. When basically when it comes to uh, uh, particular audience members, I know the number by state. So Goomba Lawyer steps in, says, Yo, uh, Tommy Cutlitz needs 20, not 10, yo. Coniglio's cancels it. And uh, Tommy Cutlets then travels to Morristown and does this and gets zero dollars. So what was 10 is now zero. Way to go. And no offense to Tommy Cutlets, but this guy sucks. For some reason... He's able to uh, 
put together a couple of wins, but, you know, that star is falling. I mean, there's a reason why he was a quarterback at Syracuse. There's a reason why he was an undrafted free agent. He sucks. Uh, the only reason why he wound up on the Giants is because he's close. Kyle says, what about the fat duchess? What about fat duchesses? Are they stupid? Blue State Rob says, skunk muff Kate. Look, I don't know about you guys, but I don't make fun of people's weight. So if you can maybe dial it back. I mean, skunk muff Kate is a funny insult. But I already had, I had a long conversation with uh, Megan. And uh, I don't do that anymore. I don't, I don't really even attack anybody anymore. I have become Eric Zaitunian. So I don't I don't get that attacking people for no reason. All right. Sean says the asshole of the day is the Guido agent. Hmm, I don't know about that. We'll have to go over it. I, I had somebody in mind, but I might have forgotten. You know how when I do this show, if I say something on this show and then you ever bring it up later. I'm going to ask you for more background and more context. That happened yesterday. People were talking about shit the other day, and I was like, wait, what? What happened? With who? Huh? Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. I got it. It's always that. Every time. Uh, I forgot to mention Grand Rapids Gold. They're back in action December 2nd, and then I think we have a game coming up. Not December 2nd. January 2nd. And then I think we have a game January 5. Grand Rapids Gold were on ESPN2 last night for the uh, Winter Showcase or whatever the fuck it is. GrandRapidsGold.com for tickets. You can get them for just 12 bucks. $2 beers, $2 dogs. Your old pal EZ courtside. Doing my best, Ken Calvert. Ladies and gentlemen, your Grand Rapids Gold. Not even close to Calvert. Fucking amazing. Uh, Grand Rapids Gold, online at GrandRapidsGold.com. Thank you to Impact Power Sports, my latest sponsor, uh, bringing this studio to you with the sponsorship of the studio and and inviting you to head to Rockford, Michigan when it comes to golf cart purchases. Every few years, there's a new trend. You know, back in the day, it was those three-wheel motorcycles with the big, fat, giant tires. Remember those? Side-by-sides, UTVs, golf carts. Not even kidding. The hottest thing to buy when it comes to toys. Especially if you got a place up north or something like that and a toy hauler, you want something to just tool around the place. Get yourself a Yamaha golf cart. Michigan's newest uh, marketer, retailer of Yamaha golf carts is Impact Power Sports. Online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Thank you to Blue Frost IT. Merry Christmas to Alan and Ashlyn, the managed IT service provider for this show. You can reach out to them at 616-285-50. If you are running the business or you know someone who does or you're a worker bee at the business and the boss is looking to upgrade the tech, Get the star on the forehead by suggesting Blue Frost IT for a 30-minute complimentary consultation so they can tell you what exactly your business needs for a tech upgrade. They can help you every step of the way. Otherwise, you're kind of on your own. 
And let's say you're running a business and your tech is out of date, like by five years, you want the best for what it is you do. Maybe it's graphics, maybe it's video, maybe it's audio, maybe it's whatever computing power. If you just go and buy it yourself, you're kind of like, you know, wandering around into the deep end with no knowledge of anything. Blue Frost IT can point you in the right direction on what your purchase should be so that you buy the right equipment the first time. Blue Frost IT, find them at 616-200-8550 or call them, I should say, and online at bluefrostit.com. Merry Christmas to Rick from TC Paintball. tcpaintballgr.com, book an event. Uh, man, I tell you what, uh, business is brisk these days. If you want to book a paintball event, call ahead, of course, and schedule it. That's the only way it gets done. Uh, all the information you need is at their website, tcpaintballgr.com. So there you go. In fact, we have an event coming up January 21. That is a Sunday. And I'll be, uh, hoping that all the usual suspects, especially the Mexicans will be there. That is another uh, Mexican stronghold for your old pal EZ. Uh, Gabe, the Honduran is, um, uh, and he has all of his Mexican buddies who he brings to the event. And uh, it's so much that we have like a border war. It's absolutely awesome. So January 21, That is when we will do that. Amy says, UTV, did I hear that right? Yeah, UTVs are a thing. HVAC says they aren't Mexican. Yes, they are. Gabe the Honduran is Honduran, and then all the other ones are Mexicans. You haven't even been there. What the fuck are you talking about? You're not the only Mexican who loves me, dick face. By the way, one thing that I do better than all Mexicans is swear. I have a grasp on the English language at such a um, master's degree, doctorate degree level that no Mexican speaking Mexican can hang with me. There is no Mexican that exists in the world that can explain things the way I do in English. There, there, there is no Mexican equivalent of me. What I mean by that is the way I talk, the way I explain things, my storytelling. You could take the best Mexican storyteller and put him next to me. And he speaks a story to 100 people in in Spanish. His story would be much shittier than mine. Because Mexicans talk too goddamn fast. They don't ever let it breathe. Everything is a goddamn panic. You take a person who speaks English as a first language and then they learn Spanish. And then a, a person who speaks Spanish as a first language tries talking to him. The person who speaks English as a first language is going to be like, yeah, I mean, I know it. I'm fluent, but you're too goddamn hyper. You need to breathe. You got to, everything's not a goddamn rush. 
You need to speak the way you work. Slow. Okay? You're hurting yourself. If you slow down, maybe more people would like you. I'm trying to help you. Uh, Yesterday on the show, I sat in front of you and poured out my heart and soul at this exact same time about the loss of Ken Calvert. Um, I apologize because that story, when I listened back to it, I did listen back to it. I was giving you a, a lot of the background of it, and then I just said, well, he died. And I'm sure that that was a shock because you may have thought I was going one direction. And then, in fact, it was something uh, very, very sad. But that's kind of where my mind was at the time because I love talking about, um, well, me, of course, but um, just how much he meant to me. And so I get exuberant when talking about it. And, uh, and in order to tell you that story appropriately, I had to give you the background the way I did. But one of the things that I uh, figured out after that, cause I, I had been paying attention uh, and I guess the news started to break um, on Wednesday night, just before 11 PM. I got the information Thursday morning. Um, and uh, I noticed that there's a lot of people that, are in broadcasting who are uh, talking about this, this exact thing. And I'm not alone when it comes to that storyline of he just treated me like gold and he was so instrumental in helping me to do what I, in whatever line of work I'm in. So that was pretty cool because I realized in a good way that I'm not so special. He did this with a lot of people. Bob Seeger writes, Ken was a legend on the radio and in Detroit. He was warm, funny, genuine, and a really likable guy that came across on the radio. It was an honor to call him my friend, and I love just being around him. He will be missed. Our hearts go out to Ann and their family. Um, and this is that moment. Ken was working for Columbia Records. He's backstage at Pine Knob. And uh, Seeger had a date, a concert there. Springsteen was in Michigan. And I think he was also on Columbia and he had a concert somewhere in Northern Michigan. And he said to Calvert, Hey, I want to meet Bob Seeger." So this was the meeting. This is the first time that these two, um, legends met and Ken introduced them. What a f- fantastic picture that is. You could just, that's the type of picture that I would want to put on like a canvas and hang up as iconic, similar to like John Lennon in New York city. That's the day Bruce Springsteen met Bob Seeger. Scott Randall, a radio guy who believe it or not, you can see him in the glasses here. Um, I don't know if there's any more pictures of Scott in here. That's Ken. That's Ken. That's Ken. That's Ken. That's Ken. Uh, that's Arthur P and Ken. This is Scott Randall here on the far right. Scott went to uh, Warren Cousino just before I graduated. Scott, that's where Scott Randall went. He was on WPHS with Easy Ron. He wasn't with me, but he graduated a couple years before. But yeah, he and I went to the same high school. My high school churned out Scott Randall 
it churned out Frank Beckman, another Radio Hall of Famer who is now deceased. Uh, Scott Randall had words. He said, the news hit me like a ton of bricks. The wind literally taken from my lungs on the news of my radio friend, hero, and mentor, Ken Calvert passing. Ken had literally set the bar for my career. Sound familiar? And for many years, was always there for me to cheer me up with a phone call, a laugh, and a memory or two. I will miss our phone calls and our bragging rights to our chili recipes. You will always be number one. Rest in peace to the forever casual one, KC. King Chili, Chuck Roast, Ken Calvert. Bill Engvall, comedian, had nice things to say. There's your old pal EZ. This is another person, so I, I don't know, but similar story. Eric Harthen, I interned for Calvert 30 years ago at WLLZ. Hands down, one of the best, kindest people on radio. Instrumental in helping me get started in the biz. Same thing as me. Radio stations weighing in. There's the riff. CSX is in there. Bally Sports, Bally Sports Detroit. He was a longtime radio personality in Detroit. As many pistols. I want to take a moment to remember Ken Kelver. Ken was a longtime radio personality in Detroit, as many Pistons fans know, was the public address announcer for the Pistons during those bad boys days, a post he held for 16 seasons. As a kid out of college, I found myself working as Ken's stage manager. I gave him his cards to read and tapped him on the shoulder to cue him. At halftime, he started letting me do some of the reads while he took a break. This is uh, Mickey York, who went to Central Michigan University, at the same time as I did. He was giving an aspiring young broadcaster an opportunity to get behind the microphone and find his voice. Ken was a funny, talented, kind, and good man, and a friend to me and so many. Ken Calvert will be missed. Wow. Uh, Fox 2, Channel 7, Brad Galley, WLOZ. This is Ken uh, recently. There's uh, Doug Podell. This is Karen Savalli, Steve Costin, Jim Johnson, Doug Podell, all, and Ken in the middle, all five of these. That's like, these are all like, you got to understand. And I don't, I don't even know if you can appreciate this, but um, when I was growing up in the 80s, 70s and 80s, the radio people, were bigger than the athletes. They were bigger than the TV people. And, you know, you just don't find that anymore at radio stations. You don't have that type of star power in radio. It just doesn't happen for whatever reason. Um, so, I mean, really incredible. Blue State Rob says, wasn't Eric's Bob Seeger story the one in the men's room? Yes. Now, that was at Novak's funeral. You know I've uh, mentioned him before. Um, Novak was our agent. He was Calvert's agent. He was Seeger's agent, Kid Rock's agent, Ted Nugent's agent. So when I was able to make friends with Novak for him to become my agent, I'm looking at who he represents. The Romantics, Seeger, Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, but the thing that I was like, Calvert, you represent Calvert. Jesus Christ. Drew and Mike, JJ and the morning crew, all these guys. And um, so then when Novak died, on the radio on GRD, we eulogized Novak, similar to what I've been doing with Calvert. And they got their hands, 
Mike's wife, who is also now deceased, Loretta, she got her hands on the audio. And we're at Mike's funeral. It's because the funeral was at a Catholic church. Ken spoke at it. He was one of the readers. And Greg, Chris, Eric are sitting there in the front with literally the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, all these fantastic talents, radio people. And they go, this was said on the radio today. And they played the whole goddamn bit. And, and like all these people are like, oh, God. And I'm like, holy shit, this is too much. This is too much. My head's going to explode. It was incredible. Uh, and then uh, Ken spoke at Novak's funeral right after that. And uh, he was talking about Mike's gambling habits. He said that Novak would constantly, Ken's describing how Novak would constantly bet on everything. He said that Novak at one point tried to bet that um, whether or not a fly was going to land on like a Pepsi can or a beer can, like 50 bucks the next, that's how ridiculous Novak was at gambling. Seeger told her, uh, uh, Ken uh, Calvert told a story about Novak. He's in front of everybody. Uh, the now late Ken Calvert. And he said that he's talking with Novak on the phone. And uh, Novak's like, yeah, so anyway, uh, this is what we got to do. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to work. He's having, just having a normal conversation. And then he hears Novak say to him, hey, Kenny. Yeah. Hey, hang on a second, okay? Hang on. And he hears him pull the phone away. And then the, the sound of like wind rushing in hits the phone. And he realizes it's Novak rolling down the window of the car. And then he hears... Pull up your goddamn pants. And then he goes, okay, yeah, I'm back. These kids, it's just ridiculous. Can you believe this shit, Kenny? Holy shit. Ridiculous. So funny. Um, and then that was the moment where we went and we had to like use the bathroom. We go in there and Seeger is in a stall smoking cigarettes. <laughs> he comes out. He goes, hey, boys. And there's smoke rolling out of the thing. We're like, oh, Jesus Christ, Bob. Oh, my God. Lucy Rob says, Novak is the only one who could bring out real tears for Mr. Neuenfeldt. Did Seeger play old-time rock and roll at the funeral? No, no, no. Come on, no. But then after the funeral, I hadn't yet gotten to know Ken. Um, but it was shortly after that I started conversing with him via the phone. He was still working in radio at the time. This is 2013, July. He died. Novak died January 27, 2013. So it was right after that that this funeral happens. And uh, so the radio shit is played. Everybody's crying and the stories are told. The laughs are now it's time to open the bar and Calvert goes, let's drink. Let's get a beer. And sure enough, there he is. First one in line, getting a beer and um, just holding court. He's the type of guy who uh, in a room, Oh, Jeff Daniels there, uh, uh, Tim Allen, these are all Novak people. Uh, Gunner and the Grizzly Boys. So we're kind of just hanging with Gunner. We're all like the tier D guys. There's A-listers, B-listers, C-listers, and D-listers. We're in the D-lister zone just sitting around just like watching it all unfold. It was quite a sight. Um, so I don't know. Just something more to share about uh, the loss of Ken Calvert. Um, yeah, he is, he is truly going to be missed, truly going to be missed. Fred Jacobs offered something. Um, 
I am planning on going to that funeral. I don't know when it is. Uh, I guess it all depends on what the family wants to do. But um, I am one step removed from Ken's wife. And the person I was talking to about it, I said, well, I definitely want to attend that. I, I really think it's important that I go to that. So we shall see. And um, just kind of soak it in. The guy was wonderful. I, I, I was really, really crushed. I still am. Uh, about all that. And it really just hit me like a ton of bricks. It was weird yesterday for doing the show. You know, okay, now here we go. This is one of those weird ones, Eric, where you got to bottle it up, do the show, and you're going to finish with that. You sure as fuck can't start with that. You got to end with that. And it worked out. I was I was happy with how it laid out, and I hope it touched you. I hope you didn't. If you're a person that doesn't know him and you were touched, that means I did my job. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way I like to remember people. Okay, that is my time. We uh, have the asshole of the day. Um, yesterday it was Chris the Mexican from A&E Heating and Cooling for destroying Joe's van. But I honestly couldn't tell you who's going to be the asshole of the day today because I don't remember what the fuck we talked about. Let me... Uh, Go over what I wrote down to talk about on today's show. I wrote down great food giveaway with tampons. That's all that I actually wrote down. And then I had a couple of stories, uh, links opened up. I had the Rudy Giuliani thing opened up. Uh, I had the woman begging the judge not to give up her name on Jeffrey Epstein. And I had John Schneider. Actually, I did have plenty written down. Tommy Cutlets. So I guess um, Goomba Lawyer could be an asshole today candidate. John Schneider for calling for the president's hanging. Crazy bitch who doesn't want her name released in the Epstein report. Or Rudy Giuliani. These are all candidates for the asshole of the day. Free beer and asshole of the day nominee? Well, that every day is the nominee for free beer being the asshole of the day. By all means. <clears throat> okay, look, we can throw the woman out because we don't know who it is. That leaves us Tommy Cutlet's lawyer, John Schneider, or Rudy Giuliani. All Rudy Giuliani did was file for bankruptcy. That leaves us with Tommy Cutlet's lawyer. Goomba lawyer or John Schneider? Johnny B zero says I vote free beer as well. I'll always vote for that dick as asshole of the day. By the way, there's a special uh, spot in my heart for people who recently uh, get joined the show, and a really really special spot for people who just got sick and tired of them and came over here recently, and you're now. All in. Case in point, Patrick in South Carolina. Over time, he was whittled down to just despising that program because of the garbage content. Because it is. It's a pile of shit. Yesterday, not yesterday, the day before, they read Yelp reviews for the national parks, which that's going to be featured in an edition of Who Are These Free Beers? If you are an audience member of theirs and you listen to mine, okay, 
I want you to really take a step back and ask yourself, my God, did I really just listen to a syndicated radio show that read Yelp reviews for people who visited the national parks? Ask yourself that. And then ask yourself, is that the best that they can do? Is read me Yelp reviews from the national parks. Okay? Think about that. That's where I'm coming from when it comes to the audience who despise that. Who are being fucking uh, duped. All right? It's garbage. And if you're the person who is all right, yeah, I'm going to try easy. And then you're suddenly like, yeah, it's fucking better. I mean, this stupid asshole with his dogs, this one's having a dream behind me again, can pull off a fuck ton more talking consecutively for two hours plus every goddamn day is better than you assholes. I need to hear from you. I need to hear how, what's going on in your brain, how it happened, how you got, how I tricked you into committing 1,000% to this and not that. Stop wasting your goddamn time. Bulls on Parade. Bull on Parade 91 says, I'm in that boat. Uh, fuck Freebird Hopkins. I listened for 10 plus years. Johnny B0 says, I tapped back in when St. Gaslight shit was going on. Oh, fuck yes, that was interesting. But then they never talked about it. Sir Bob of Oliver says, sadly, they're still better than the garbage morning shows in my area. Well, that's not comparing it to much. I wouldn't say better, just, I don't know. You're used to it, perhaps? Johnny B Zero says, I'm all in. I tapped out a Freebird Owing show a long time ago. I've been listening to this podcast for two years now. Isn't that funny, though, that you've been listening for two years? But it's just this past week that we really are getting to know you. We need more people like you to jump in here, you know? All right. The asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. Today, on this Merry Christmas edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast, is Bo Duke. Congratulations to you. And if you're like Trump fuck who says, yeah, Biden should die. Fuck you too. You're an asshole. I love you, but you're an asshole. Okay. Thank you so much for being part of this show. Jimmy says, would you ever do a reunion show live with the Freeburn Howling show? Fuck yes, I would. And they would regret that. I can promise you they would regret that. They would be like, why did we do that? We look like fucking idiots. That will never happen, though. They are the absolute most phony people on the planet. Greg, a number one phony. Crocodile tears on fake stories. Remember that. You're listening to a man weeping to a fictitious made-up story. Yes, the people are real that are getting the gifts, but that story is not is fiction. We've changed the story. Why did you do that, you asshole? Just don't give all the details. 
Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, we got a Patreon podcast. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Won't you join me for free? Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Bye-bye.